Everything that you hear in this podcast episode is non-commercial, fair use, creative commons license. So we clear. What'd you do last night? We did um, two whole cars. It was me, Dez, and me three, right? And on the first car, in small letters, it said, all you see is, and then, you know, big, big, you know, block silver letters, it said, crime in the city, right? It just took up the whole yeah, car. Yeah, it, it was a whole car and shit. Then it was a, Escuche la, la ciudad respirando. Escuche la, la ciudad respirando. Escuche la, la ciudad respirando. Escuche la. Welcome back to episode 202 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. In order to live a truly authentic life, free from the traps and snares that seek to enslave us, you must first understand the principles of behavioral psychology. Ever since the dawn of civilization, there were those who made the rules and those who were enslaved by the rules. Back in the dawn of civilization, those who made the rules enforced them with the sword and by psychological manipulation tactics, fear and reward tricks that they imposed on us. You know, you're a good boy and you get a reward. You're a bad boy. You get smacked on the side of your head, as it were. Fast forward 3,000 years, nothing much has changed. You must understand that our educational system and the mainstream media has been designed to manipulate our behavior with the clear intent of making us mental prisoners whose sole purpose is to help the rich get richer and you just get a little dumber and eventually transformed into a pet-like creature like a little dog or cat that they feed twice a day as long as you're a good little boy. Or should I say a good little pet? Today, most people just want to be a TikTok influencer, addicted to the rush of the electronic digital dopamine, when in actuality, they don't even realize that they are reduced to the existence of lab rats in a double-blind study where the double blinds are placed over their minds. In Latin, Libra is a word that is both a noun and a verb. As a noun, Libra means book. As a verb, it means to liberate or to be free. So you can liberate your mind by reading books. Not by reading school textbooks, which originated from the Prussian military school system that John Telegato always speaks about in his books. As you go through that uh, Rockefeller-funded Prussian military school system, which makes you a very good order follower, and makes you one of the cogs in the machine that is the system which only makes the rich richer and again you a little poorer and a little more dumb and before we go down this path a little further just just kind of as a side note and this is something that's kind of subjective and kind of a little complicated to understand but those of you who know know like understand what what i'm getting at and basically what it is is right now 
information and truth is being censored off the internet and basically everything that is presented in front of us. And what I mean by that is, let's say you want to read up or look, see a documentary on World War One or World War Two, the Civil War, whatever, whatever you're looking into, whatever war, knowledge, whatever it is, right? But particularly pertaining to truth and history, things of knowledge. What you're going to find is you'll type in, you know, World, World War II, whatever. And what you're going to see is, you know, they're going to talk about Winston Churchill and how he enjoyed his cigars and how on this day the weather was like this. And, you know, they were, you know, anticipating these moves to be done. But, you know, the ships that they used, they were made in, in um, Virginia, whatever. But all types of facts and stuff that have nothing to do with anything. And you're going to find yourself, as you listen to it, it's basically gibberish. There's not, there's no substance coming out of whatever you're listening to or the content that you're consuming. It's it's basically like the junk food that we consume at McDonald's, just a lot of calories, but no, there's no real food there. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with what they're feeding us, and they're really erasing a lot of the truth from us. Now, I'm not trying to pitch my own podcast, but... If you go to my back episodes, my website, my email is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is uh, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. And you could see all my uh, link tree on my Instagram. But if you go through my um, archive episodes, my old episodes, this is episode 202. So if you go back and pick some of them subjects and put it in Google or YouTube or whatever, you're not really going to see anything. And a lot of that content that I put out there has been deleted or buried deep, deep in the recesses of YouTube. There's a little trick to get around it. There's two websites that you want to become familiar with. The first one is archive.org, and they're starting to censor that, a archive.org. And then the other one is, oddly enough, DuckDuckGo, and then go to the videos. Make a comparison and look between Google and, and DuckDuckGo and you'll see a big difference as far as the things that you're being able to pull up. But the bottom line is all of this information is being censored and our history is being rewritten as we speak right now. That has been the case for a long time, but it's really, really self-evident right now. If you're a student of knowledge or you're into looking things up, or let's say I had a thought or I was trying to find an old video and I go looking for it, I can't find it. Like a lot of times I might have to go back to my older episodes and get a little sound clip or something like that. So something to really be aware of because they're, they're putting, pulling the wool over our eyes, man. And, and again, most people, they're more concerned with their likes on uh, TikTok and uh, how many electronic friends that they have, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. So what that means is this, this system does not have any good intentions for any one of us. And if you want to get ahead in life, you know, that, uh, college degree on a piece of paper that uh, they give to you and puts you, you know, $70,000, $80,000 in student loan debt. That's not the path anymore. I mean, it's pretty much self-evident. Yes, there are going to be some people that they're going to get into a certain curriculum or a certain field and they need this education and they, they might have contacts in that field or something and it makes sense that they're going to get a good job, fine. But I would say 95% of the people do not fall in that category. So this, this uh, school system has failed us all. So what does that mean? So what that means is if you're going to employ some real problem-solving skills, the best direction, especially for a younger person, man, is to get into the trades, you know, learn plumbing, learn electrical, 
learn even computer skills. I got uh, into the computer field, you know, really early on when it was basically DOS and stuff like that. But yeah, you're going to work for a boss. You're going to get him lunch, get the coffee, and you're going to learn that job, man. And if you do it in the right way, one day you're going to be the boss and you're going to have people working underneath you and you're going to be teaching them. And that that's basically what works out to me. Learn a trade, learn real tangible skills, computer skills, what have you, man. But learn a skill that you're going to get paid doing. That means that we have to learn how to educate ourselves, right? We have to learn how to learn. We have to learn how to become problem solvers. And when I say problem solver, it's just as it sounds. You know, you have a problem presented in front of you and you employ different disciplines and thought processes and research and you, you know, see how people have dealt with the same problem that you have had, how they've dealt with it in the past and then, you know, find out multiple different people how they've dealt with it and then you kind of put your own thinking process to it and come up with your own solution which the first one the second one the third one might fail but the fourth one is successful and what you're going to find the more you and let me tell you something problem solving contingent upon what kind of problem you're dealing with it could be a matter of just trying to figure out who has the best fried chicken in town or whatever that could that's a simple problem right or it could be as, as complex as what kind of career path you want to take or or maybe even more life challenging. You know, you find yourself, you lost your job or you're in a really bad situation and your family's looking at you with, you know, with that look like, you know, dad, where, where are we going with this? Where's the solution? You know, and that's some heavy stuff. And that's some real heavy duty problem solving that you got to deal with. But it's all the same. It's It's all problem solving myself, honestly, when I find myself, and I've been at this since a very young age, you know, solving problems and thinking, thinking through problems, you know, getting through it is the first thing that I like to do. And it's hard to put into words, but I actually kind of shift everything down into slow motion where I see things kind of coming at me calm, like in slow motion. And I kind of take a thousand foot view of it from the top looking down and then from the side looking at it laterally you know and I kind of put a grid over it and on this grid I have you know all different criteria a financial timing and just connections and all stuff like that it's it's a little complicated but there has to it's almost like a matrix system where you drop yourself into and you put this uh I don't know. They used to word used to use the word thinking cap. You know, you put this thinking cap on where you're you're in problem solving mode, okay? And it's critical because in myself, it has changed my life absolutely. You know, the ability to solve problems. And when you think about it, in order to become a person of purpose, I don't want to say a rich person or a very highly successful, but a person that enjoys their life and meets their responsibilities and gets what they want out of life, enjoyment out of life, and fulfillment. You know, really the only way you're going to get, unless if you're born into money, I mean, and even those people, you know, it's funny, but a lot of these people that are born into money, they're not really happy because they've never really accomplished or achieved anything in their life. That's why you see a lot of these rich kids, they like to jump out of helicopters and, you know, go down the Amazon river and, you know, in search of, you know, cannibalistic tribes and stuff, I mean, you know, because they're, they're thirsting for some realness in their life and they don't have it. Right. So it's very, very important. That, um, again, outside of you having a lot of money, it's very important that you take a lot of your energy and put it in, a, in, in the direction of 
living a better life, a more self-realized life and uh, a fulfilled life and, you know, living a life of purpose, a life, a path with heart, you know, in that ilk, as opposed to, and I hate to use the analogy, but it's the truth. It's like, you know, instead of sitting naked on a beanbag, eating a bag of Cheetos in your own urine, you know what I mean? And there are people that are definitely living that type of life right now. So let's get back to the problem solving. One of the best ways to gain real world problem solving skills is to emulate or copy people who have solid problem solving skills established already. One such person is the productivity expert, David Allen. David Allen has developed a system which is called getting things done system. This system is comprised of five steps and processes that are needed to solve problems. And the steps are capture, process, organize, review, and engage. And there are many uh, really good YouTube videos where you can look up uh, David Allen's, you know, problem solving procedure, you know, his uh, methodology of doing that. So it's re it's a real good practice to see how other people have done it and uh, kind of emulate what they do because, again, there's no real need to reinvent the wheel. The wheel already exists. Why why go and reinvent it? I apply that to a lot of things in, in my life when I'm trying to solve problems. I'll Again, you know, I, I said this, but it's the truth. I look, and it's a real unorthodox thing because how do you look up, you know, whatever the issue you're trying to figure out? There might not be any practical examples of the situation that you're in that you can copy it, but... If you kind of read between the lines, most problems fall into certain categories where you're either trying to sell yourself to get a job or you are in a situation where you're short on funds or cash or you, you find yourself killing yourself on your job and there's got to be a better way. You know, there's it, it can manifest in many different kind of ways. But now that I think about it, part, part of the real thing, too, is understanding really what your problem is, see, and then once you... And, for some people, that might even be impossible. They don't have the problem-solving skills to figure out what their problem is, if that makes sense. So we're going to take the problem-solving, and David Allen, as I mentioned, he deals with that. Put that to one side. Something that goes hand-in-hand hand with problem-solving skills are communication skills and the ability to listen, to be a real active listener, right? Um, again, if you're going to get into sales because, you know, the sales basically is uh, really the ability to problem solve when you want to get some sales done and you have a client you're going after or you're going after a sales job. You know, you, you, you're you going to need to convince somebody to give you the shot to become a salesman or to represent the company or to be a rep. You know, you have to understand your product line or your service, what you guys do, what your competition is doing. I mean, there's a whole matrix in a good way, matrix, not in a bad way of things that you need to learn. But paramount with that problem-solving skill is the skill of communication because what good is it if you have all of these um, skills but you cannot communicate it to somebody? And, you know, you're going to use problem-solving skills to go on a job interview and get the job. But paramount on top of the problem-solving skills is your ability to convey that to the person you are selling or the person you are interviewing with as far as your communication skills and your listening skills. A lot of times I've trained a lot of people on sales and recruiting and stuff like that. And it's, again, it's kind of hard. I'm kind of an unorthodox person, but 
I say when I train people, I, 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 two things that I said, I, I, I would say, you see that plastic phone there, that phone that's made of plastic with the buttons right in front of you, you know, in the office phone, that plastic phone can change your life depending on how you use it. Because that is your direct communication with heads of companies, with people that are looking for work, people that need a job, people that need people to work for them, bosses, situations, everything like that, right through that plastic phone. That's that's the one thing. And then the other thing I would say to them is when you do a sales call, you probably, and you people out there that do sales, you know this, you probably got about nine seconds to capture their attention because you turn them off and, and you're done. Even if they're listening, it's done. You got to get them opened up. And what I would tell people when I train them is if you listen carefully enough to the person that you're speaking with, they will tell you how to persuade them to, to lean over to your side. In other words, I guess one way of doing it is, you know, you, you, you know, you make a sales call, the guy picks up the phone and you have different types of people. So you might have one guy that's like, dude, he's like, dude, yeah, we're over here, dude. And we're doing this. So you kind of approach it as such, you know, not that you're going to speak dude, 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 but you kind of see where this guy's going, uh, coming from. Right. Then the other type of person that you have is a person that's like, we're here and we have a flow chart and we do an annual, you know, annual report review of, you know, calibrating our system. You know, you got that kind of guy and, and that's the kind of lingo that he's going to like, right? Or you might have like a down home guy, you know, hey, we're down here and this is what we're doing, buddy. And, you know, hey, buddy, you know, and hey, that's all well and fine. That's the guy you're trying to sell. So you're not going to try to sell a hey, buddy, down home guy with, you know, the flow chart guy. It's two separate and distinct things. I mean, unless if you're really good at what you're doing and selling, but that's all really part of communication, you know, and then rolled into that communication is the ability to read people. Okay. And then again, you, you people that are into sales are just into this kind of thing, you know, will understand what I'm saying, but you have to know how to read people, you know, and that could even apply, you know, you're walking down, you know, uh, I don't know, Houston and Broadway at three 30 in the morning. And you know, some guy's going to come up to you and say, yo, you got a cigarette, man. You know what time, you know, you got to know how to read this guy. You got to know how to communicate to this guy and you got to know how to problem solve this guy. Right? So these skills with the, with the problem solving, with the reading people and with the communication, they are so paramount, man. And that's going to get you, in my opinion, man, these days, a lot further than any college education is going to get you, you know, and these are all skills that you could pick up on your own. That reading people, man, is, is, is real heavy duty, man. And, uh, and then you got Decepticons out there, people that, you know, you're reading them and they're giving you all of these tells and all of these signs, but they're actually diametrically opposed to the way they're talking to you. But that's advanced stuff, you know, and I will say, man, from a young age, probably, I don't know how old I was. I might've been, I don't know, 15 years old or 16 years old, but I heard two men talking and they were attorneys and they were speaking this language. It was English, but it's not the English that I knew. You know what I mean? And it wasn't so much the words, but it's the way they spoke. You know, one of, one of the attorneys said to the other, Oh, I went down to the trial today and the whole courtroom was a circus. And we, you know, and, and I'm like, circus, like, what is this guy? And it hit me like these people were painting pictures with words, you know? And at that point I said to myself, man, I, I want to be like that guy. I want to be able to speak and persuade and 
conduct myself and communicate with other people like that, you know? And as and as you people that listen to this podcast know, I grew up in you know, Wyckoff Street in Nevins, downtown Brooklyn, the ghetto, Gowanus Projects, Wyckoff Garden Projects, right by the uh, Barclay Center. And it was now it's all gentrified, but it was a rough area back then. Gowanus is still pretty tough projects, man, and Wyckoff's pretty tough projects. But anyway, I didn't have anybody to emulate or to copy or to listen to, you know, as far as being able to communicate in that way and thinking that way. So I remember, wow, I was probably about nine or 10. I was watching, you know, my morning cartoons because I had, I had to watch my Scooby-Doo and all my morning cartoons. Right. So I noticed, and at this time, I guess I was like nine ish, 10 ish, right around there. A show came, maybe, you know, you know what? No, I might've been a little older, maybe, maybe more like 13, maybe more like 13 years old. And I remember, and I was still watching cartoons <laughs> Saturday morning to some degree. I remember a show came on. I think it was Meet the Press. So this guy came on and it was like William F. Buckley. Well, actually, William F. Buckley had his own show. Those of you who know, know. And I was watching these politicians and these people uh, speaking and I'm saying to myself, wow, they're talking, you know, like some kind of language that I don't know, you know, like I, I got to learn how to speak like this. You know, I've always had in my ear open for communication and language. As Terrence McKenna say, the the universe is created by language. You know, it's created by Jesus Christ and God, but, you know, it's created by language in, in that sense because the word is God and the word of God was uh, dwelt among us and became flesh, you know, so word, the word, logos, as it were. But. I remember listening to these people, the way they spoke, and I started just, not that I cared about the subject matter that they were talking about, but just their ability to communicate and speak. But I have to say, one of them was William F. Buckley. He would sit in this like chair, lean back with his clipboard, and make all these weird expressions on his face, and he would say, well, as we know, Oxford was, you know, and I'd listen to this man. And it's weird too, you know, I got into Lenny Bruce, listening to Lenny Bruce when I was like 16 and, um, the comedian Lenny Bruce and his ability to communicate. I was listening to Lenny Bruce speak and I'm like, wow, this guy's like, this guy nails it, man. He was a little crazy, but the dude was smart, man. Lenny Bruce. Okay. I, I forget, uh, there's a documentary, it's called performance. And then there's another movie, I think Dustin Hoffman played Lenny Bruce, but that movie, that documentary, which is Lenny Bruce himself called Performance, is is really interesting to watch. Just the way he thinks and the way he views the world and how the way, the way he communicates his, his reality out there, you know? But yeah, just to recap, man, you know, the ability to problem solve, the ability to communicate, the ability to read people, really, really critical, man. And these are things that you want to dedicate yourself to. Um, yeah, you can have fun playing your video games and getting all your likes on Instagram and doing your silly posts. That That's fine, but it's all in balance, you know, all in moderation, you know, and it's, it's a lost skill, man, because I notice I even, I'll be listening to people, uh, let's say on the, uh, outside, like in Walmart online or whatever, just whatever on television, I'll be watching something or a clip and it's hard to explain, but I mean, the ability to communicate and be persuasive, like to bring somebody over to your side, you know, 
you know, with pauses, with silence, emphasizing certain words and de-emphasizing other things, listening to the person that you're speaking to, seeing how they're reacting to you, you reading them, and then adjusting your, you know, communication to them according to, you know, how they're reacting. So there's a lot there, man. It's very, very thick and dense. Um, but problem solving, man, that's where it's at. Because like I said, you're going to find people that are self-made and people that not people that were handed down businesses and, you know, whatever, like Bill Gates and them demonic people, but you're going to find people that are self-made. They make it a habit, you know, that I'm sure from when they were very young, how they were going to become successful and what steps they were going to take and what disciplines and what, you know, what, what was going to transcend them above the crowd, you know? So like me listening to these politicians on Saturday morning and Sunday morning TV shows, you know, kind of helped me out because like I said, I would, I would go do temp jobs in Manhattan. I was working for personal pool and Olympic advantage and these different temporary agencies in New York as a young man. And I noticed that I would come in with, uh, you know, really strong communication skills and I ended up working at some, you know, pretty nice companies like Goldman Sachs. They're horrible companies, you know, now. But when I was young, Wall Street was right over the Brooklyn Bridge for me. So I was working at Goldman Sachs, Bank of New York, Merrill Lynch. You know, small jobs supplying paper and doing stuff like that and doing little reports when I was a young man. But definitely my communication skills got my foot in the door with that. You know, that and then on top of those skills is paying dues. Because people feel that they're automatically entitled to whatever it is that they think they're entitled to. They think they're going to roll out of bed and they're entitled to a $20 an hour job. Which is not, these days it's not a lot, a lot of money. But they feel that they're just entitled to that because that's what the buzz is, right? You ain't entitled to anything, man. You know, you have to go out there and earn every little bit that you get, you know. And the sooner you realize that, the better off you're going to be. You got to go through some hard times. Another thing that I'm going to, and I'm rambling, but you people that are, that I'm communicating this to and you people that are getting it understand. But one of the things and how, how you're going to be able to gauge when you're successful and when you're doing well is out of nowhere, these little problems just pop up and I don't know who, what, what entities cause them, but you're going to see that something is going to just drop right in the middle, you know, of your plan of what you're trying to do and execute and everything like that. And when that happens to you, there's only one reaction that you can make, and that reaction is good. Great, I'm glad that this happened, because now I'm going to adjust my game and just get that much stronger to get around it. As Nietzsche said, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? So it's a mentality where you have to employ multiple, multiple disciplines to become successful and you know, and, and really to get ahead of your competition because you, especially you younger people today, man, you don't have a lot of competition. You really don't, man. Outside of these Instagram millionaires, these kids that, that you know, I'm 25 and I have five Lamborghinis and all, that's a lot of crap. A lot of that is crap. You're going to get some of it. That is true. But for the most part, it's crap. Now, getting rich on social media, that's a different story. There, there are some people that they go viral and they do whatever they know what they're doing you know what that's a skill too god bless them good for them just invest that money wisely and proceed you know accordingly but you're gonna find in life as you're going through life that um the closer you get to success there's gonna be a monkey wrench tossed in your way that's gonna trip you up that's gonna mess you up 
And that's not a coincidence. That is actually you knowing that you're getting close to that bullseye or close to that target. Okay. So when that problem comes, say, great. And I mean, say, great. Don't just say it's our cat. Oh, great. No, I, no, 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 no. Great. And then retool, man. And then readjust your game and make your observations and, you know, connect the new dots that we'll put in front of you and integrate those. It's a whole process, man. You know, but thinking and, and critical thinking and problem solving is a beautiful thing, man. So, you know, I've uh, been going on here for 26 minutes. So just to recap, problem solving, communication skills, the ability to read people and read situations, the, you know, the observation or recognizing timing and patterns that are around you, situational awareness of things that are actually going on. And these things apply to everything in life, right? So I really, oh, and for those of you, you know, who like the subject matter, I do have my handbook that's free. It's called the Academy of Liberation Handbook 1 and 2. I have it as a free PDF and an MP3 that you can listen to. So if you want it, just reach out to me at Alpha Male Buddhist at gmail.com and i will reply with the pdf book academy of liberation handbook one and two and the mp3 you don't go on a mailing list i don't sell you information i could care less but i don't want to have the my book out there just so people download i I like to kind of have a little bit of control over it where i know who's requesting it and then i send it out this way i see you know people that i'm impacting and you can do whatever you want with it you want to use the content you want to read it but basically it's um, authors that I've read and movies that I've watched and speakers that I like listening to and my whole, you know, my philosophy on life and everything like that. So, yeah, reach out to me and I can get that out to you right away. And it aligns with everything that I'm speaking about right now. So, again, I do want to thank you for listening and praise Jesus' name. What did you do last night? We did um, two whole cars. It was me, Dez, and me three, right? And on the first car, in small letters, it said, all you see is, and then, you know, big, big, you know, block silver letters, it said, crime in the city, right? It just took up the whole yeah, car. Yeah, it, it was a whole car and shit. Then it was a, you know. Escuche la, la ciudad respirando. Escuche la, la ciudad respirando. Escuche la, la ciudad respirando. Escuche la. gonna tell me you don't get it yet you don't fucking get it yet i've been in the greatest place mentally in prison in the shoe with nothing but my personal development process and i was completely living in a high frequency high vibration state where my life was great in those moments that i cultivated that high frequency mindset. Now, obviously, law of polarity, you have to experience lows. Accept them 
and then know how to get yourself back up high. It can't be a high that comes with a low. It has to just be high and low frequency due to actual stimulus that takes place inside yourself. It cannot be external stimulus. It cannot be. It has to be thoughts, actions, and energy. And these actions are only ones that a human can partake in by self. It cannot be the consumption of vices, cannot be the consumption of certain things that cause stimulus to take effect, to put you in an elated state which has an eventual down. Can't be anything like that. No drugs, no alcohol, no fucking bullshit. You possess everything within you and the tools already come, you already come equipped with the tools to put yourself in a high frequency state. Now the problem is, is everyone freaks out and they get back into a low frequency state. I don't even address it. I know what it is. It's just a temporary place, a contraction phase, and an expansion is imminent. An expansion as is as imminent as we want it to be. You can step right into an expansion phase when you understand how to get yourself there. It's always gonna be helping other people, which will make you forget that you're in a contraction phase. When you forget you're in a contraction phase, you're actually being a state of peace and acceptance. This will be a high frequency state. This is inner peace, not knowing time as it passes by. I'm even here on this camera, I exist in a state of inner peace, a flow state. Because I don't address self in a negative way while on camera. There's no negativity here. There's nothing, nothing but positivity as I put myself in a place to assist others, a vessel, an antenna above, to fully download a message that must come forth from me to you. I don't even believe in unmaking old traumas or facing past situations. I don't even believe in it. I don't believe they, nothing exists but this moment. And this moment is either high frequency or low frequency. Now, if you can't forget the event and it triggers a reaction, well, now there's a problem with you continually remembering the event as an individual who likes to place emphasis on why this event shaped you, thus your story. You need to take control of the story you're telling yourself. I could have, could have easily been a convict who has no ability to get a job and is this type of person. But I just went out helping people. That's your answer, you stupid piece of shit. When you're sitting there believing your trauma is overrunning you, you just go help people and it goes away. Thus what I've said, becoming the source of what you seek. Now my day's set up to only serve people in the way that was most valuable to me, which is mindset, training, nutrition dropping all vices, and really gaining control of life. Very simple. You guys need it to be complicated because you're fucking morons. And you don't realize that they created systems like therapy and all these things to hold you in a state of healing. You can heal as quick as you understand that there's no healing to be had. Humans only exist in this fucking moment. In this moment, is high frequency 
or low frequency, depending solely on your thoughts. So even if a bad thing happened to me and I'm in a high frequency state, I can look at it like it was a beautiful thing. Prison was beautiful. Look what it did to me, yes. But then someone else who didn't do anything with it and cultivated a negative mindset around it, they would blame it, thus trapping themselves there. We're supposed to experience highs and lows. What the fuck would life be if you only won? If there was only highs, you fucking assholes. I like the lows better than the highs. I win more during a losing season. I lose more during a winning season because I'm not moving forward in my conscious capacity when I'm winning. That's why I don't care about winning or losing. That's why I'm stoic towards it. Someone asked me today, what does it feel like? Like, do you ever just trip on where you're at? I'm like, where the fuck am I at? I'm not anywhere. What are you talking about? I don't give a fuck about it. I give zero shits about it. When you've affected as many people in a positive way as I have, and you realize all we have is this moment, then you've solved every problem in just one simple equation that I'm just gonna become the source of what my solutions were and it'll all come to me. But then I've created pathways to help people through it. I, I couldn't have made it any easier, you guys. I couldn't have shown it more clearly. I couldn't have made it any easier I couldn't have proven my point with more people than I have. Keep believing in the fuckery that you believe in. The only thing people really need to buy is personal development. What are the areas you should invest in if you have money right now? Skill set, mindset, aesthetics. You should invest in your body, in your aesthetics, in your looks. You should invest in your mindset. The way you perceive life, your core beliefs, your belief systems. You should invest in a skill set. This is what you need to do. You're like, what's well, a skill set? Dude, speaking on camera is a skill set. Learning to build your social media is a skill set. Selling is a skill set. One of the best ones. If you're not good at any of these things, it's usually because you haven't put the reps in. It is so fucking delusional for people to believe that if they really put the reps into anything, that it won't work out. You have to be fucking crazy. It's just that you guys don't like the timeline. People like me don't care about the timeline. I don't even care about the result. Nothing changed. I'm just chilling in this house by myself at peace like I was in a cell. I'm not in a different cell. I'm no longer in a cell because I wasn't in the cell before I left the cell. I was already worth hundreds and millions of dollars. I was a priceless individual before I ever made any money because I knew that there was no price you could put on actually getting in alignment. Love you guys. Let's go.
Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.